Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Dom's Daughter, A Touch Too Real, written by Shauna Hunter. It's no picnic when your mother is mayor, and a dom. Domina Brooks was never going to have a normal life. Given a dominance title for her legal name by a man-hating dom, who happens to be both the mayor and mommy dearest, Fate just seemed to be against her. All her life she's been groomed as heir apparent, but Domina has always rejected her mother's world. First she tried to ignore it, and then when she couldn't turn away, she tried to hide. Locking herself up tight in the house her mother gave her, Domina hasn't stepped outside in years. That, of course, doesn't sit well with Domina's mother. With an election year looming and storm clouds on the horizon, Mayor Brooks can no longer tolerate an agoraphobic, anti-kink daughter who could potentially turn into a PR nightmare. So she's made it her mission to drag Domina out of her shell, kicking and screaming if necessary. As her mother comes crashing down on Domina's safe, secluded life, all hope seems lost until a light appears in the form of Tyler, the only fan of Domina's one outlet, her blog a romantic, empathic stranger whose courage grows as her mother's pressure mounts, he quickly becomes Domina's knight in blue jeans. Domina's defenses slowly lower as this charming young man provides a respite from her mother's storm, but danger lurks around every corner. Can Domina let Tyler into her refuge without her mother finding out? Can the young woman's fears be overcome? And who exactly is this man who would risk everything to court the mayor's only daughter? And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Dom's Daughter. Chapter 23 I was bitterly aware of the breeze on my neck as I walked with Mother. At this time of day the sun was shining and the streets were mostly bare. If I pretended... I could almost feel like these were the same old streets I used to skip down, the ones I used to love. But I couldn't pretend. I couldn't ignore the colors and the way the few people we did see walked and interacted. I couldn't ignore the fear in everyone's eyes as Mother passed. This was all as fake as the smile Mother wore. Scratch the surface, and the monster is there glaring at you. Still... Nostalgia kept me sane. The coffee shop smelled just as it always had. The warm aroma reminded me of when my friends and I would sit for hours just chatting away in our own little world before I began to notice the little things. Once you saw them, you couldn't unsee them. And this happy place morphed into the house of horrors it really was. Even as Mother collected our drinks, on the house, of course, and we sat at two comfortable leather seats. The sickness jumped out. The girl behind the counter wasn't wearing panties under her two sheer tights. The guy in the back booth was trying to pull his blushing male companion down under the table. Even the sheriff, who should be a model of dignity and honor, was openly caressing the bottom of some collared redhead in an outfit that was more lingerie than dress. Alyssa Kay, Mother whispered to me when she saw where I was looking. 
Little bitch as lucky Darius claimed her before I decided on how best to eliminate her. That's Alyssa Kay. Did you think she was a dom? I didn't know what to think of her. Well, what do you think now that you can see her in all her disgraceful glory? I think I want to add a few more locks to my door. This place is disgusting. Yes, a woman should at least keep her submission out of the public eye. Her flaunting it gives too many of the young men around here ideas. Flaunting any of your lifestyles is messed up. Don't they know people are trying to eat here? Domina, stop it. Don't be prejudiced. Try to see it objectively. I can't, Mother. There's too much bile in my throat. Shall I find a nice sissy for you to spew it on? She tapped my shoulder in that way she used to when teasing me about growing up. The same tap she'd given me when I'd had to buy my first bra, and she joked that soon I'd have boys lined up at the door. Mother, please, I'll scream. You are such a downer, Domina. You need to find the fun in never. I was gritting my teeth so hard it hurt and shaking uncontrollably. Mother was pushing too far now. Excuse me? I'll never find fun in this vile depravity. Keep your voice down. Why, they all know. You're making a scene. I fucking know. Mother's eyes grew cold, and I knew I'd overstepped. Pipe down and sip your hot chocolate, or I'll have your father come and pick you up. The ultimate trump card. My mouth slapped shut as I sank into my chair. Mother realized her mistake, or at least the closest thing she comes to that, right away. But that didn't mean the outing ended. She insisted I finish my drink, and as I sipped it, too afraid of unexpectedly questionable tastes hitting my tongue at the last moment to gulp it down, she made an admirable effort at small talk. She asked me about my blog and my schoolwork, if I was still in contact with any of my old friends, and so on. She was clearly trying to mitigate my outburst and ensure that everyone who saw remembered it as an odd afterthought. The majority of what anyone might see would simply be a mother and daughter chatting on a pleasant afternoon. I only answered in single words, if not gestures, however, and I could tell that she wasn't pleased. I knew she'd find some subtle way to punish me for embarrassing her, and she did. As always, her sick mind turned back to sex, and she plucked at that humiliating string like a cat with a mouse's tail. She didn't care that we were in public or that my already pale skin took on a sickly pallor whenever she brought it up. She didn't have enough respect for anything outside herself to actually be concerned by such trivial matters. In Brooks Hollow, sex was in no way taboo, but Mother would make damn sure that raising your voice to the mayor was. Fine, since it's all you seem to want to talk about. I can go home? Her eyes narrowed, and I flopped back in my chair before I'd made it even halfway to standing. What you saw that day in my office wasn't as horrible as you imagine. 
If you could just find me a knife, I'll get right around to ridding you of the need to ever mention that again. Get serious, Domina. I am. Seriously, even a plastic one. I'll make it work. Domina, please don't joke like that. It's better than talking about that depraved shit you're into. It's not as depraved as you think. He was... I had to consciously lower my voice as a few patrons glanced over at me. He was on his knees naked with two other men, and they were in... Humblers. It was their choice, really. Who would choose to? Submissives would. It helps them stay in the right mindset. Can't you see how sick that is? It's little more than a game, Domina. Little more. Well, of course, it's an important game to ensure a man's proper respect and loyalty. And what about your loyalty? There were three of them, Mother. I wasn't sleeping with all of them, Domina. Why, even your father was... Please, don't say it. You know we're not married, right? Yeah, that makes it better. Seriously, Domina. You need to be more open-minded. How could I possibly be open-minded about this? They're sad and pathetic, and you're evil. I probably sounded like I was hissing. It hurt to force these words through my teeth, but it hurt even worse to have the images in my mind. Oh, please, Domina, I'm not some supervillain. Those men are all respected members of this community, and they're happy with their lives. Your father is my personal house slave. The older man you saw runs the hardware store, and the third cut your hair. I nearly spat my hot chocolate. Okay, well, man might be a bit generous, but he signed the consent papers. Seriously, it doesn't need to be a knife. I can probably figure out a way to do it with a spoon. Come now, Domina. It's only scary from the outside. Really, it's all about pleasure. It's the natural order of things. Men do all the heavy lifting, and we let them do it for us. They get to pretend they rule the world, and we get to remind them of their real place in it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the speech, Mother. But what about love? What about balanced relationships where two partners support and uplift each other? What about being gentle and kind and faithful? Oh, that's all fine for some, but the women in those relationships also tend to end up as single mothers or fleeing to abuse shelters. Do you know what the divorce rate in Brooks Hollow is? You freaks get married? All the time. She shrugged as if it was a quaint custom. And the answer is one. Not one percent. There's been exactly one divorce in Brooks Hollow in my entire lifetime. That's impossible. Not at all. We freaks, as you call us, are very devoted to one another. Sleeping around is common, sure, but it's also consensual. The relationships we have are built on open communication and a level of trust, vanillas, that's normal people to your way of thinking. 
never accomplish. So what led to this one divorce? Oh, incompatibility. Mother settled back in that way of hers that told me she was about to subject me to a story. On the plus side, such long talks usually bored her, and that meant freedom would come soon enough. The freedom of my locked door and my trustworthy walls. You see, back in the day, one of the bigwigs in our community by the name of <clears throat> Wendy, Mother briefly choked on the name, was married to Phil Masterson, the guy who runs the I know what he runs. They were a happy enough couple, no kids, and a very open marriage, but a sturdy one for a while, nonetheless. No kids? Nope. Wendy had no interest in raising children. Didn't she live in that messed-up house down from yours? Yep. Back when she lived with Phil, it was much nicer. Now I'll likely have to have it demolished. No one's going to move into an abandoned house in that state. My mind reeled. She couldn't demolish it. Tyler lived there. Was he squatting? Some runaway that had moved in when he found the house abandoned? You're sure about the kids? Quiet now, stop interrupting. They were happy, but Phil outgrew his submissive inclinations. He wanted to play switch, be the dom, and to indulge his other kink. Whatever it was must have been truly horrible for Mother to hesitate. Not sharing is caring in this case, Mother. Well, if you insist. Anyway, Wendy wouldn't play switch, and eventually they grew apart. Most couples aren't that inflexible. A dom will at least try switching for a sub, or, much more to my liking, will end all talk of the sub gaining power. You're so compassionate. I'm pragmatic. There's nothing more distasteful than a woman on her knees. I couldn't help but think of how it felt to pleasure Tyler on my knees. I didn't feel weak or powerless. I felt sexy and admired. Though I couldn't tell Mother that, she'd castrate him while I watched. So that was the only wrinkle in your world of filth? I am starting to feel insulted, Domina. There are plenty of vanillas in this town, but they mostly know about the community. We all still do our jobs, pay our taxes, and all that normal stuff. We just organize our relationships differently than most. Oh, sure, right. Some say potato, and some shove potatoes up their partner's ass. Essentially. I'm finished with my drink now. Mother sighed. Very well, I'll take you home. But don't think this is our last outing. The world didn't eat you, after all. I'm not home yet. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Dom's Daughter. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.